0: Friends and partners of Kevin Inman Ministries present Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. Pastor Kevin is committed to equipping you to earnestly contend for the faith. For more information on Pastor Kevin and Contenders Radio, please visit our website at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org.
1: Hello and welcome back to another edition of Contenders Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Inman, and today we're going to get back to where we started. We're going to talk from Jude, verse 3 and verse 4 primarily today, and we'll be looking at a plethora of other passages as well. But today we're talking about contending for the faith, contending for the faith. And so I want to jump right in today and starting in the book of Jude verse 3 and 4. Now, um I say that, but here here now I want to back out and talk a little bit about the book of Jude proper first uh because this book of Jude, this epistle, this is one of just a few uh five hebraic epistles in the New Testament. Um we've got Hebrews and uh 1st and 2nd Peter and James and and this is one as well, but uh um Jude was written uh, late in that first century, in the book of Jude is written. Verse one says, "By a bond servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James." It's Jude, a bond servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James. And so, as you look into this, you realize that this is not just a bond servant of Jesus, but this is actually a brother of Jesus Christ and brother of James. Now, when we say he's a brother of Jesus, we mean half brother, actually, because they have the same mother, being Mary. But uh, remember, Joseph is basically uh, the stepdad to Jesus, if you will. He's not the biological father. He's, I guess we would say, the adoptive father of Jesus because um, God is the father of Jesus proper, right? So um, Jude and James and there were other brothers and at least two sisters we know from reading the Gospels. But but again, this is written by uh, the earthly brother of Jesus. And he writes to those who are the called, beloved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. And he says, May mercy and peace be. And love be multiplied to you now again, writing at the end of the first century, and writing uh to those who are the called, beloved in God the Father, and kept for jesus christ uh we're We're talking about writing to Christians at the end of that first century. this will be after the death burial resurrection of jesus christ his his ascension, even after that and and this is later in uh most of the apostles by this time uh have have been uh, martyred um they've been um put to death for their faith and so jude is writing to encourage the church and what's amazing in fact, let me just go ahead and say that that this this epistle, this is actually my favorite, I think, uh, Hebraic epistle for sure. But this is one of the, my favorite books in all, in all of the Scripture. And, and I say that a lot. I know it uh, seems like whatever I'm preaching from at that moment seems to be my favorite. But Jude, I always come back to this this epistle. In fact, uh, uh, Contenders Radio is named from this very verse, uh, verse 3 uh, and 4, where we're encouraged to contend earnestly for the faith. And we'll, we'll get to that here in a moment. But but this is is actually uh obviously a a book of the bible um it's biblical in that sense um it, it's appropriate um historically obviously but it's also very appropriate for us today in the church much of the much of the problems that we see in the first century church um which is shocking that you know just this Brief of a time after the resurrection and ascension of Jesus, that the church is already in trouble again. But but the very elements that they struggled with are the same elements that we're struggling with today. And and uh, I recently uh, preached through this on Wednesday nights at our our church at Grace Point at Eagle Heights Church in Orange, Texas. And uh, we're doing uh, our Wednesday night study now is the Book of Revelation. Uh, the Book of Jude is just before Revelation. I call it the preface to Revelation. Um, It's not technically that, but it's very fitting, the placement of it, um, right there at the beginning of the book of Revelation, because it deals with the topics of apostasy, uh, of false teaching and false teachers, but also of the truth. Believers contending for the faith and and um, uh, there's a beautiful doxology at the end it's just it 's just a powerful, powerful letter and it 's just uh, a few short verses I mean this is one chapter there are twenty five verses in the book of Jude, and yet it makes uh, a number of references to the Old Testament. It chases down a few ideals even from elsewhere in the New Testament. But uh, uh, the the thrust here of Jude is, as he addresses the Christians, those who are the called, um, he, here I am, I feel like I'm fixing to teach through the whole thing again, and and I'm tempted. But uh, today, let's just focus on verses 3 and 4. Uh, maybe in the future we'll just come back and we'll just go through all 25 of these verses. That would probably be a very uh, educational Um, And engaging experience for us here on Contenders Radio. Um, So we'll see. But for now, let's just look at verse 3 and verse 4. And I'll read. And so it goes like this. Beloved, while I was making every effort to write you about our common salvation, I felt the necessity to write to you appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith, which was once and for all handed down to the saints. For certain persons have crept in unnoticed, those who were long beforehand marked out for this condemnation, ungodly persons who turn the grace of our God into licentiousness and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. Now, there is a lot here, and this is basically... Um, I like to say that verse 3 is really the the theme verse of this entire epistle, this entire letter. Brief as it is, uh, it deals with a number of issues relating to apostasy and false teaching and and um, Christians maintaining and pressing on and defending the faith, contending, it says here. So let's talk about a few things, and and, and what we'll do here is we'll look at what Jude means by the faith. We'll talk about some doctrinal um, doctrines. Non-negotiables for the faith We'll talk about who is supposed to contend Why we must contend And how we must contend And some of you Especially if you are listening And you're a member of our church You're, you're probably thinking There is no way that Pastor Kevin Will get through all of those points In such a brief time uh, And you're probably right We may not But I'm sure going to try um, What Jude means by the faith So what is it? Some no- doctrinal non-negotiables of the faith, uh, who must contend, why we must contend, and how we must contend. Those are the talking points for the broadcast today. So I'm going to ask you to stay tuned. We've got a quick commercial break, but we'll be back right after this. Hey, just a reminder that you are listening to Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. You can find us on the web at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org. You can also find us at contendersradio.com. That's www.contendersradio.com. Be sure and check out the website on the site. You will find some resources, some articles and whatnot, but you'll also be able to listen to any of the episodes that you have missed right there on the site on the free audio player, or you can always download the broadcast to listen at your own convenience, even setting up your iPod or your MP3 player to automatically download each new episode as it comes out every single week. What a bargain. And as always, it's free and free is a very good
0: price. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for easy believism, I can tell you, you won't find it here. But what you will find are a very particular set of skills. Skills that have been acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people who like...
1: Hey, what's Liam Neeson doing in the studio? That's enough of that from Liam Neeson. Let's get him out of here. Get out, get out, get out. All right. That's, uh, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Liam Neeson. That was kind of fun. But hey, let's get back to the topic at hand. What does Jude mean by the faith? I think that's a very important place for us to start as we begin to talk about contending for the faith, because, um, a lot of folks have a lot of different ideas about what the faith is here. But it's very clear in context as we read the book of Jude, Jude is talking about not just, um, not just the act of our believing that type of faith, but what, what Jude is talking about here in, in his epistle is uh, something different. He's talking about what is believed. In fact, if you look at the various references where we see this phrase, the faith, throughout the scripture, you'll see that um, that more than half of them, in fact, just over half. If memory serves, I think there are thirty-eight occurrences where we see this specific phrase, "the faith." But roughly half of those are not talking about the act of believing, as which is what we commonly think about uh, when we talk about our faith. We're thinking of our faith in Jesus, our belief in Jesus. But but here, and and in half of those thirty-eight occurrences, um, what is believed is what is in. Uh, in in view, and that's the case here. He says beloved, while I was making every effort to write you about our common salvation. It's always fun to stutter and say, um, <laughs> on, on radio, I apologize for that. But he says, I was making every effort to write to you about our common salvation. So he's writing to the people. He's writing to those early believers, first century, and he's, he's, he calls them beloved. They're, they're, they're his people, his beloved people. He's writing to them, but he wants to write about something Good, the common salvation that they share in Jesus Christ, and and that's a great topic. And and, and of course, most people like good, positive, um, encouraging, positive and encouraging. That sounds like a tagline for some radio station, but uh, in in fact, it is in fact. But anyway, that that that's not a bad thing to want to hear. And most people today, that's all they want to hear. But 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 there's more, and so so he's wanting to write that very um, palatable um, message to these people, talking about their common salvation, which is not a bad thing at all. I mean, uh, praise God for our salvation, amen. It's it's a blessing that we are called the children of God. What a great thing that He has bestowed upon us, um, adoption. He's adopted us as sons and as daughters. Uh, We're we're children of the King now. Praise God, and so so to. Think about who we are and where we've come from and, and, and the fact that there's none righteous, not one. And yet, while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. To consider that, what a, what a great thing to talk about and, and to want to write about. And that's what Jude's wanting to do. He's wanting to write them about their common salvation, but he felt the necessity. In fact, he was literally, he was compelled to write appealing that they earnestly contend for the faith which was once and for all handed down to the saints, and so when we see this phrase "the faith," they're to contend earnestly for the faith. That's not the act of believing. We don't contend for our act of believing. In fact, that's that's kind of nonsensical to even to even to to say to to even consider and to to think about. But what he's saying is. There to contend earnestly for what is believed, the faith, and that what is believed is is again not that act of belief but but the body of of doctrine that was handed down to the saints now now, who handed it down? It was handed down from Christ to the apostles, then to the church, and so that that's the new Testament in particular, but, but we, we know all of scripture. You can check out Hebrews chapter one and, and see very plainly that, that long ago, God spoke through the uh, apostles and uh, prophets in many portions and in many ways. And, uh, but now he is speaking to us in these latter days through the beloved, that's through Jesus Christ and, and, and his word, we have his word, the word of God. But, but so, so the word comes from Jesus. It's given to us through the apostles and prophets as they build the foundation of the church, uh, we know that from Acts chapter four, and you can see that in chapters two, excuse me, not Acts, Ephesians four. Um, also in Ephesians two it references this as well. But the apostles, the prophets, they laid the foundation work of the church, but also of 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 doctrine, of the belief, the what to believe, not the the, the what of the faith, not the act of our faith, but the what of our faith. And so he says, I felt the necessity he was compelled to write appealing that they contend earnestly now to contend earnestly is is literally um basically just getting in the ring and fighting going going to blows over um the the picture here is uh getting into a wrestling match and 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 being a contender in the ring so to speak for the faith the the body of truth and it's it's that unchangeable message of the gospel that the body of christian truth brings and and, and what it brings is is it brings salvation and so um uh, in Jude here, this faith has been delivered once and for all, so from Jesus through the apostles, then down to the church and so it's that body of doctrinal truth by by which we're sustained and and by which we grow in grace in the lord jesus christ and and so that that faith that was handed down once and for all, okay. Once and for all. That phrase even helps us to, to, to very certainly understand he's not talking about the act of our believing. He's talking about what is believed. The faith. It's that faith which was once and for all delivered, handed down to the saints. It was delivered from the Lord through the apostles and the prophets. We see in the Old Testament. But but from the apostles uh, then to us, to the church and and so it's the faith, that body of 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 doctrine by which we believe in which we believe, and so so we have to we, we see that um that this is the what the what of the faith, what the faith is, and what Jude means by the faith, and so we see it's clearly a reference to the body of basic Christian doctrine and Christian truth. Now, when we start talking about doctrine, I know a lot of people, their eyes roll back in their head. And, 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 and folks today don't like to talk about doctrine. But, folks, doctrine is simply the teachings of the Scripture. It's the teachings of Christ and the apostles and prophets through the Scripture. It's what we now have as Scripture, as the Word of God. And so that body of, of, of the faith and that body of doctrine, that those are Good things, doctrine is not something for us to shy away from and to put off as unnecessary it 's not something by which we uh, something which we would lay aside for the sake of of unity and and harmony folks biblical harmony or that 's really not a great word, but biblical unity is centered around doctrine and around truth we can 't be truly unified outside of the core teachings of the faith, which is Christianity, biblical Christian doctrine and truth. And so so when Jude writes here to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once and for all handed down to the saints, he's writing about basic Christian doctrine and Christian truth. In Galatians chapter 1, verse 23. Galatians one twenty three, Paul talks about this also. He says, "But only they kept hearing he who once persecuted us is now preaching the faith which he once tried to destroy." They were, they were speaking of Paul when he was before he was saved. He was Saul, and 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 he was the Jew's Jew, so to speak. Remember, a Pharisee of Pharisees, and he persecuted the church. He tried to destroy the faith, but he came to the faith in. Christ First Timothy 4, 1 Timothy 4:1 Paul tells his young son in the faith he says but the spirit explicitly says that in the latter times some will fall away from the faith paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons so the faith again is christianity the core teachings the truth the 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 the, the entirety of Christendom you could say Second Timothy 4, seven. Paul also talking to Timothy He says I have fought the good fight I have finished the course I have kept the faith He's not talking about having faith in faith He's not talking about his belief He's talking about what he has believed in And that's so important that we understand um, uh, Revelation chapter 22 verse 19 Let's see here yeah, verse 19 says and if anyone takes away from the words of this book of uh, of this prophecy God will take away his part from the tree of life and from the holy city which are written in this book. So doctrine we see all right is important. The faith here is important and and we want to understand this faith and this this body of truth, of doctrine, of, of of what it is that we're to believe in. And so when Jude is talking of the faith, that is what he is speaking of, this core uh, body of basic truth and doctrine. And so we want to um, be people who are, are in the truth and in the Word of God, into the doctrine. And again, doctrine is not a bad word. Doctrine is simply the teachings, the the, the, the core teachings of truth of Christian truth, and so so that is uh, basically what he means by the faith now as we think about um, Christendom, as we think about uh, doctrine in our christianity we we have to realize that that doctrine in and of itself um, is is just teaching. But the point of doctrine is that it's 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 absorbed and and it's translated, if you will, into personal uh, life-changing experience for us. And I'm not talking about a static experiences and 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 those such those those sorts of things. I I mean, it should be lived out. This 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 teaching that we receive. Um, that came from the Lord, through the apostles, to the church, now uh, we have in our Bibles. And this this doctrine, this truth that we preach week in and week out, which we read about in Scripture, that is to be not just something that gets into our head, but it's to be something that is lived out through our bodies, through our, our lives, through our speech, our thoughts, our words, our actions, um, all, all of those things. And so, so this faith, the faith of 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 of, of um, which Jude is speaking, this faith. Um, I know today, as we look at all the different denominations uh, uh, around and, you know, even the non-denom uh, type churches, right, uh, uh, which I guess technically we are one of those. We are not non-denominational in the sense of uh, speaking in tongues, ecstatic speech, that sort of thing. We're non-denominational in the fact that we're just a Bible church. We're just a simple Bible church. We're not officially affiliated with any, um, any denomination here um, in uh, the good old state of Texas, in which we reside here at grace point eagle Heights church, but but again. Um, the faith of the church is 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 one that e- e- even though disagreements in theology exist, it's still this this faith, this the faith that Jude speaks of. And so there there are the core elements of Christendom that 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 we are all to to, to agree upon, even though we may have differences of opinion on on some issues scripturally about you know whether the rapture is real, whether it happens pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, uh, uh, if the rapture and the second coming are one event or two. Separate Separate ones. I mean, those sorts of things, um, you know, if you have to be – well, this one's a big one. What If you have to be baptized to be saved or not, I mean, that's actually something that I don't think we can disagree on. Salvation's by grace through faith alone. But but as we start thinking through some of these things, we realize that that there are some doctrinal, um, uh, I guess we could say foundational beliefs that, that all Christians are to believe – Things like like a literal Adam and Eve. Uh, And you may think, well, that's a weird place to start. But, folks, listen, that's where it starts, creation, um, in the beginning. I mean, God created the heavens and the earth. And how did he do? He spoke things into existence. And and we know that Jesus, all things were created by him and for him, through him. He is before all things. I mean, it it starts with God, obviously, but but he creates Adam. He sees it's not good for man to be alone. He creates Eve. And from, from that first couple, Adam and Eve, Um, that's why the book of Romans says through one man, death or sin entered the world and by sin death. And now through one man, the second Adam, if you will, Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, who is the God man. Um, he is bringing has brought us eternal life, and so so it starts with this literal Adam. Every human that's ever been born ever will be born until the return of Christ. I guess we can say uh, every one of us have been born into Adam, and we will die in Adam, lost in our sins if we are not saved by grace through faith in Christ Jesus. We have to be born again, but without the ideal of a literal Adam and Eve. There's no real need for salvation for uh, anyone. So that's a non-negotiable type doctrinal um, belief. That's part of this non-negotiable, negotiable. Excuse me, faith non-negotiable. I, I, I'm not sure what word came out, but that's the word I was trying to say. Also, we think about the sinful nature of humanity in Adam. We are all sinners. We we are fallen. Um, we're fallen at birth, as David said, steeped in sin at birth. Uh, and, and that's non-negotiable. Um, the deity of Christ, non-negotiable. Virgin birth of Christ, non-negotiable. Um, without the virgin birth of Christ, there's, there is no salvation for us. Um, which we can get into another time, but the sinlessness of Christ, the substitutionary atonement of Jesus Christ. These are non-negotiables doctrinally, a literal bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ, also non-negotiable, and then eternal, um, a literal resurrection heaven a literal hell these are our doctrinal truths these are non-negotiables and so we have to believe rightly and that's why Jude says he he says beloved I'm making every effort to write you about our common salvation yet I felt compelled I felt the necessity to write to you appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith which was once and for all handed down to the saints and so we have to we have to as as Ephesians I'm just reminding Ephesians chapter 4, verses uh, 4, 5, and 6 says, there's one body, one spirit, just as also you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and God and – or excuse me, one God and Father – of all who is over all and through all and in all, the faith, all right we see that one faith is this this body of of Christianity, this body of Christian doctrine and of truth, and um, Paul mentions it there in ephesians and so so just like what Jude is saying here, but we, we have to realize that that when we start talking about this this faith and contending for this faith it 's something literal it's something it 's something tangible. And so we have to understand then that that I guess really as we as we begin to, to, to look at this and open it up there's it's it's really two sided. There 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 is there is our orthodoxy and our orthopraxy and, and that's why this is so important that we believe right, because our our, our orthodoxy is is basically what we believe. So so for something to be orthodox, it's correct belief. It's it's a, it's it's truthful. It's correct. It's it it hits the mark. It it lines up to the standard. Um, and then our orthopraxy is really that correct practice. And so those are just fancy words. Um, orthodoxy meaning our correct belief. Orthopraxy our correct practice. And so uh, uh, another way of thinking about this is that that our our and we could talk about doxology also our um, basically our worship our ascribing worth to to the Lord God in in our instance as Christians at least that's what we should do but but we have to believe right so we need to understand what the faith is we need to understand good solid biblical Christianity so that we as we believe right then we can practice right um, our orthodoxy leads to our. Orthopraxy, and so as we begin to to believe rightly, we'll begin to walk rightly, and so um, it, it's it's much like what Paul, how Paul broke down um, the bulk of of his his epistles, uh, like take um, Ephesians for instance. Ephesians has six chapters. Uh, chapters one, two, and three are are basically about doctrine. They're about What to believe. It's about correct belief. And then you look at chapters 4, 5, and 6, and it's about um, practice. Now, based on what he taught in the first three chapters, chapters 4, 5, and 6 basically teach how to walk out your faith. So chapters 1, 2, and 3, here's what is the belief of the faith. Chapters 4, 5, and 6, this is how now to live out, how to walk the faith. And so you have... um, you have theology, basically, in chapters 1, 2, and 3, and you have, as someone has said, uh, and, and I like, chapters 4, 5, and 6 are basically your walkology. So theology leads to walkology, orthodoxy, orthopraxy, correct belief, correct practice, and so Jude, again, is writing com- – he's compelled that that – he he um appeals to his audience to contend earnestly for the faith the faith which was once and for all handed down to the saints and, and and again i know we we've been talking about doctrine here which which is part of the message obviously but but i i know i've mentioned several times that it's not a a secondary issue folks we need to know what we believe and and it's sad that in this day our churches so many of our churches have no idea what they stand for they're so worried about not being offensive to anyone that, in reality, so many of our churches have have now offended God, because they're so worried about not offending others. They've actually offended God. They've watered down the truth and and they've substituted the truth of God for for lies. I mean, just think about all the all the movements, so-called, of of within Christianity: seeker-sensitive, purpose-driven, emergent, uh, contemplative—all these different things, uh, labels, and 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 really just different shiny um, objects that the church is just so busy running after. And and, and we, we won't speak out against things out in the public forum because we don't want to be offensive and and harsh and abrasive. And and we just need to focus on love. We say and 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 just all get along and 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 folks what we've done in the process is is we've we've walked away from the faith and 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 I don't mean that we've lost our salvation that's not at all what what I'm I'm saying but what what I'm saying is that we've walked away from the core truths of what Christianity really is folks you can ask 10 people on the street and 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 I would I would bet that I'm not a betting man but but I would guess <laughs> that that at least 9 of those 10 and probably all 10 would have a hard time even answering some of the very basic doctrinal core beliefs that Christianity is built upon. And so folks, we need to get back to the truth and and we've lost that. We we're we're so worried about doing topical feel-good messages to make big crowds show up that we that that our people they're weak, they're anemic. And we really need to get back to Doctor. Now look we're 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 out of time here, so I'm fixing to have to sign off. So so you guys were right. We didn't even get through the first point here about what the faith means. And so you'll have to tune in next time on another edition of Contenders Radio um, for us to get to the rest. But I hope I hope that you'll tune back in. I hope that you'll dig into your scriptures and begin to really um buckle down on studying and, and if you're not in a good Bible church, I pray you'll find one in your area to get plugged into. Um, the Church is the body of christ and and you are not saved to be in isolation you're part of the body and if you' are not active in a local body, let me encourage you to get active in a local body of Christ because you're robbing uh you're robbing the Church of your giftedness, how the Lord has gifted you he's made us to be together like a body. We're not all the hand, we're not all the foot, et cetera. We're we're made to be together. And so if you're in uh, the Golden Triangle area, Southeast Texas, uh, and you don't have a church home, I would encourage you to join us on Sunday mornings at Grace Point at Eagle Heights Church in Orange, Texas. You can find uh, um, more information on our church's website, but you can you can find a link to it from kevininman.org or contendersradio.com. kevininman.org, contendersradio.com. If you're looking for a church in your area and you're not sure which one to go to, shoot me a message on our contact page at kevininman.org or contendersradio.com. But until next time, I pray that we will honor the Lord God by contending earnestly for the faith.
0: Thanks for listening to today's broadcast of Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. For more information on this or other broadcasts, please log on to our website, contendersradio.com. That's contendersradio.com. You can also find us on the web at kevininman.org. That's kevininman.org. There you will find podcast episodes, blog posts, study helps, and more. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you in your pursuit of the truth.